Hey guys, this is Abby Heilman with Ordinary Meets Extraordinary. We are a lifestyle community discussing all aspects of being a female entrepreneur. Struggles, successes, leadership, parenting, relationships, health, struggles, and more. I want to be the voice that shows just how similar we all are and provide a sense of community and support in all that I do. Let's jump into this week's episode. Hey everyone, so I'm really excited for this episode because I am a huge nerd when it comes to finances and I love spreadsheets and numbers and all of that stuff. So I'm really excited to share my story about how I got to this point because I get asked about it all the time. And I don't come from a lot of money. I was not handed the finances in order to do this. It was years and years and a series of events and sacrifices and good decisions that kind of domino affected in order to have the finances in order to do this. So I'm going to share a little bit about that and just a few things about what I learned in the process. So obviously the financial piece is a huge one when discussing the possibility of starting a business. First, I'm going to go over more of the formal things that I learned during this process and then share a bit more of my own story. Whether or not you're looking to get a loan from the bank or go to a private lender or a family member, they are going to wanna see a business plan and a solid one. You have to prove that you are going to be able to pay back the money that you are asking for. You need to prove that you did the research to show that you will succeed, and you need to show that you can personally handle owning your own business. So that's where I started. I did daily research in order to create everything from a competitor analysis to a list of all expenses. I researched the appropriate costs that were dependent on the program I specifically created, and then I came up with a marketing plan to support that. Once that was all complete, I go to the bank, and the bank is going to go over the four C's that must be met in order to secure a loan. And they are capacity, cash, collateral, and credit. The first one is capacity, or it's also referred to as character. This is the likelihood of being able to pay back the loan. So they look into things like your current and previous employment, pay stubs, credit card debt, and other liabilities. This is more on the personal side of finances, of basically looking at how likely it is that you're going to be able to keep up on the business side of finances, dependent on how you do with your personal finances. So that's the first C they're going to look at. The next is cash, which is the readily available money you have to put towards your business. Generally speaking, the bank's that I at least talked to wanted a minimum of 20% down for the loan you are asking for. And even that was on the low end. Some places wanted an upwards of 40%. It just depends on who you go to. So definitely ask how much cash they're going to want in comparison to the amount of money you're asking for. The third one is collateral. This refers to any of your property or possessions. This is normally your home and if you have any rental properties or anything like that. So this basically is the reassurance that if your business does not make it, that they can take ownership over that collateral and basically 
pay back the loan. And then finally, credit. Everyone should know what that has to do with getting a loan by now, and that just shows that you have a history of paying bills and such on time and all of that. So they will look in depth at those four C's whenever you go to pretty much any bank or any private lender, they are going to want to break those four things down. Now more of kind of my personal story with finances. So I've always been good overall with finances. I was so cheap from the time I was young. I watched every dollar and knew the importance of a savings account. As I dive into my personal financial story, I realize that everyone's is very, very unique. I am generally pretty open about finances, and as you'll hear, I did have some lucky situations to help get me to where I am, but mostly it involves a lot of sacrifice, good decisions, definitely some risk-taking, and then basically refusing to take no for an answer. By the time I got to college, most of my wild days were behind me. I definitely still did my fair share of going out to bars, but I made enough poor choices in high school that I just wasn't up for the three night per week parade of drinking that some of my peers did. For a magnitude of reasons, I am also in the small portion of people that absolutely hated college. Since West Virginia offered the Promise Scholarship, I went to WVU mainly to not end my college career in this heap of debt. And to be honest, it's probably one of my biggest regrets. Of course, I wouldn't trade where I ended up and some of the people I met for anything. So in theory, I'm still happy I did. But if I actually understood anything about myself at this point in my life, or didn't have the external pressures I did to do gymnastics in college, I would have made a very different decision. A smaller college would have definitely been way more style. So trust me, I have plenty of really great memories from college, but overall, I just had so much chaos and struggles in my personal life that I took all of these things that I just wasn't happy with and my dislike for the college I chose and things like that, that I dove headfirst into just wanting to grow up as quickly as possible and skip to the next stage of my life. I just wanted to be done with college. I wanted to start making money. I was just not a huge fan of that portion of my life. I ended up starting to take 21 credits each semester instead of the recommended you know, 15 to 18, and I work six to seven days per week. I found a job working for a gymnastics club near the school, which was absolutely perfect for me. I worked four to five hours each evening coaching classes, along with Saturday mornings, and then traveling for competitions. So those were the weekends. Anytime I had to go away, I was working the full seven days. It was a pretty good gig for a college kid, and it definitely made it possible to minimize the amount of loans that I had to take out just for living expenses, books, everything like that. So that was a really good decision, and I definitely kept myself busy by working a lot and doing a lot of classes during school and everything like that. My first job out of college was for Sherwin-Williams in management. 
you don't make a lot of money in management, but for a 21-year-old, I was excited. I decided to live with the same amount of expenses as I was used to, and I used every bonus and extra money to pay off school debt. I was thrilled when my school loan of around, I think it was like twenty dollars to $30,000. I can't even believe I don't remember, but it was paid off within a few years by using these bonuses and such. So let's just remember how cheap I was during this time. And when I say cheap, I mean cheap. Me splurging was ordering a combo meal at a fast food restaurant instead of the dollar menu. I wore the same clothes from high school and only bought new ones if I absolutely had to. I said no to activities and events or driving places just to save money. And I realize now how over the top I was, but I also know it was part of the reason I was able to buy my first home at 21 without any help from anyone. I purchased that for around, I think it was about 130, and I was proud as hell of myself. Other than the home we bought this year, my family and I with my husband and stuff, it is by far my favorite place that I have ever lived. And it was also a really huge motivator that all of those little sacrifices that I did really did add up and make it possible to achieve goals like that. So that is something that I am still insanely proud of. And I know it was those little decisions that I made that made that possible. I love that house and the fact that I could do it without help from anyone, like no co-signers or anything like that at 21 was a huge stepping stone for me. At that time, my dad was doing some real estate and some house flips and such. And there was a little home a few roads away from me that was listed at a really good price. So we decided to try and work on a deal together. So I bought the home with a loan I got and he funded the renovations. And then we decided that we would split the profits evenly. So off of that deal, I actually ended up making about $32,000 off of that, which again, to a 22-year-old, I felt like it was so much freaking money. So when I moved at 23 to Pittsburgh, I didn't know the area at all or where I wanted to live. So at first, I just rented like the absolute cheapest place I could find near work until I found the place that I wanted to buy. A friend of mine in the area works in real estate, so I just kind of had her keep an eye out for something that would be good knowing my financial situation. She brought my attention to this home that a family was selling for really cheap, and the best part was with some renovations, I could basically take that home and make it either a single family home or a duplex very easily. So that $32,000 really came in handy and funded the renovating that I put into making that a duplex. So I lived in one half of the duplex and then rented out the other. My mortgage was about $600 plus utilities, and then I rented out the other side for 900 
So since I only made about 35000 a year, the fact that rent paid for my living expenses was obviously extremely helpful. So I started doing a little bit more as far as an annual trip um, to the beach or something like that, eating out occasionally. But even with my income and low bills and the duplex, there were still a few years that I still barely made ends meet and living paycheck to paycheck with a very small savings. Buying that duplex and living in one side and then renting out the other is probably one of my biggest pieces of advice I would give to anyone just starting out and looking for a place to live. If you are able to get a loan for a house, I would recommend that to anyone. Then finally, the last major piece of the financial puzzle that went into the building blocks of being able to afford CNM was in 2017, I decided I was over being a landlord. We no longer lived in the duplex. And as nice as the income was, we were just too busy with the little ones working so much, my health issues to manage the property. Lucky for me, they put a ton of money into that area and the property was worth so much more than it was when I bought it. So between getting the $35,000 back that I put into it, plus the additional profit, plus a little bit of savings, I had actually accumulated about $90,000 that was in the bank. My dad had drilled it into my head to not go into debt. So I barely used a credit card and I'm never late on bills. So my credit was great. Finally, being in a solid financial state is sort of what opened our minds to even considering starting our own business or doing something similar. We toyed with some other ideas such as putting that money towards our house or paying off the cars to get rid of some of the bills. So we weren't always, always so strapped for money. We thought about just sitting on it or investing it. We went through so many different scenarios, but the idea of a business was just really exciting to both my husband and I, and my brain was just having a really hard time letting it go. And this is when I just started tiptoeing into making the business plan and researching and kind of just taking notes as ideas came to me with no real end goal or straightforward intentions. Now, let's go back and let's talk about after all of that, what I had to do to get a loan once all of these things are in place and going back to talking more specifically about the four C's. I knew I had to meet the four C's in order for any lender to take me seriously. Here's the problem. I only had three of them. My capacity or character showed that I was in business. I was very well versed in it. I made good financial decisions. My credit was amazing. It was over 800. I had a decent amount of cash with the 90,000 in the bank. But I didn't have a single ounce of collateral. I had absolutely nothing to my name anymore. The duplex was in my name, which I sold, and our townhome that we lived in was in Ron's name. 
So even though Ron was willing to use that for collateral and use his income to help make us look better on paper, we still owed way too much on the house to even really use it. They wouldn't accept our townhouse as collateral. So even with everything that looks really good, this began a series of being told no. From lenders, from business experts, everyone told me that without all four C's that it was not looking good. And I remember feeling so defeated and repeating over and over, so you mean to tell me you cannot make money unless you have money? Like, how does that make sense? And people every day have these great ideas, but unless you have money and these four C's, this checklist, you can't do anything with those ideas. And it was cutting off a whole list of people like me with good ideas and that ability because we're not wealthy people. So I was turned down often. Someone at Dollar Bank finally agreed to at least speak to me but I was ultimately turned down for a loan with them. They then told me that my last shot should be Huntington Bank because they're the largest lender of business loans. And he said when he sends people to them, there's about a 50-50 chance of being approved. This is one of those points where I began letting doubt sneak in. A 50% chance didn't seem too hopeful, and I was honestly getting sick of being told no after all of the years of work and research that I put in. It was getting very defeating, but I gave it a whirl and I went over to Huntington. Simultaneously, I was checking out different spaces to have the center so I knew exactly how much to ask for. I looked at maybe around a dozen, but only started the process of one other than the one space that we're in now. When Huntington approved my loan, I was in complete and total shock. I thought buying a home was difficult, but the number of hoops I had to jump through was absolutely insane. You know how when you're buying a house, they come back with the max amount that they will approve. A business loan was a little bit different. They don't straight out approve this certain amount. They just said I needed to come up with 10% of what I was asking for and that my business numbers needed to make sense for the amount I was asking. So I was pre-approved, but I still needed to show them how much money I needed and why to kind of go on to that next step. Now that I finally, after months and months and months, got approved for the loan, now I want to shift gears a little bit to the two different spaces and how they were different in the financial sense because I learned so, so much just between that initial space I looked at and then the one I'm in now. Down the road, I'll go a lot more into detail because I think finding your space is a huge piece of the puzzle for opening a center or honestly any business. The first space that got to the point of discussing an actual contract and bringing other people in was in a shopping plaza. And the main reason it appealed to me was because it's in a busy area and the price per square foot was really good at $11 per square foot as opposed to the $17 to $25 per square foot that other places were. 
I had the pre-approval for the loan and we agreed on that price. So the next steps was I spent four grand to hire an architect and to start getting quotes for the actual build out of the space. When I added up the grand total of expenses between the build out, the furnishings, the marketing and other startup expenses, plus the working capital that you need for the first eight months, I went well over a million dollars. Well, if you remember how much money we had, I did not have 10% of that amount. So 90,000 seems like a ton of money for what I was trying to do and the large space that I wanted, it was not enough. So I was still moving forward with things, knowing that I was determined enough to figure it out. But this was a time period where I was extremely stressed. I was trying so hard to prove that I could do this while actually questioning myself on whether or not I could actually do it. So I appeared very confident on the outside, but this was another period where I'm getting these quotes I'm seeing how much money this is going to cost. I'm seeing that I'm probably going to have to go to a private lender to get the capital that I'm missing. A lot of doubt was entering my brain and I kind of backtracked and I started getting really stressed and I just wasn't having a lot of fun anymore. So this went on for a few months, but ultimately a series of extremely slimy and asshole comments and events led me to walk away from that space and continue looking. I was struggling to figure out how to come up with the additional funds. I was so stressed. Yes, you want to start a business to make money and do things like that, but I wanted to have fun. I wanted to build a career and a lifestyle for myself where I was genuinely happy and I was not at this point at all. So that leads me to the location we're in now. Aside from overall just being a way better space and in an even better location, their lease works a little bit different. The only thing that was built at the time was the outside shell of the building. So when you walk into the building, there was no doors, windows, just a dirt floor essentially was what I was looking at. But the cost of the build-out was actually on them. They also own a construction company and do a lot of large projects. So I didn't have to be the general contractor either. So that took a lot of stress off of my mind. Yes, the rent I have for this space is huge. But it was way less capital that I needed to come up with in the beginning to start the business. We spent a month or two nailing down details and having the attorneys drop a contract so that I could take it back to Huntington for the final approval of the loan. When I did so, I'm feeling all great about myself. I found the space. I'm like, oh my gosh, this may actually work. When I go into Huntington with the contract, with all of this stuff, I was met with both good news and bad news. They now required 20% down instead of 10%, but fortunately, I needed less than 300000 and could still afford the down payment. So it wasn't a huge hiccup, it wasn't a huge roadblock, but when you work for 
I don't know, it was like six to eight months on something with 10% in your brain and you finally think you have it nailed down for them to be like, just kidding, we're going to need double that amount. I was definitely caught off guard and a little bit stressed about it. I felt like I finally caught a break and I was back to having fun and motivated to make a difference and I really saw things truly start coming together after years of these different steps to get there. I still think about those large financial decisions I made that led to the next and then to the next that ultimately made this possible. It included so much sacrifice and a little bit of luck sprinkled in. I still also think about all the nasty comments made to me and the number of comments made to me by people that assume that because I was be able I was able to become successful that I must come from wealth or I must have married into wealth. You would not believe how many conversations I've had with people where they think those are the only two options. And I get it. I was in that point where I'm like, oh, so you have to be wealthy to make money. So I get it. I'm not saying I've never thought that way, but people were outright saying comments to me, trying to figure out where that money came from without even picturing a world where that money came from myself. So I'll get into that a little bit later um, because that's a whole different aspect of just being a female entrepreneur is just a whole other can of worms to dig into. But thank you so much for listening. I really wanted to share kind of the different things that went into the financial side. And I know that's obviously one of the more stressful sides of starting a business. And I wanted to show that it is in fact possible, even if you don't come from all of this money or even have a large income at all, because I didn't. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.